like your head sandwiched in. Are my brains it. coming out? I think my brains are coming what out. What color are brains? Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, all, and welcome to an episode of Magnum. She wrote, My name is Erin, and I just bumped my head really badly, and I think I'm concussed. And how are you doing, honey? <laughs> I'm better than you. Oh, my goodness. That was so painful looking. Okay. I'm so sorry. It's it's a it's okay. It's okay. It's I'm gonna just... have a really pretty knot on my forehead. Oh gosh. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes and dikes. Whoa, hey. Hey. <laughs> it's ma- um, um, it's Magnum She Wrote time. Yeah, that's what I just said. I know, but I meant to say Murder She Wrote. And I said the <laughs> podcast again. But yeah, we're back in Murder She Wrote world. That's right, and the episode is entitled "Death Takes a Curtain Call." It is. And do you want to hear a very sad piece of trivia? Okay, sure. This was Ethan's last appearance. Aww, and he did such a great job on this one. Isn't that so weird? Because we've seen up to, I think, like halfway through season three. Mm -hmm. And I knew he was done after season one. But we're only about halfway through season one. I thought he was... I thought he was there longer. A lot longer. But that's really kind of sad. So, yeah, Yeah. that's the end of Ethan. That's too bad. Farewell, Ethan. Farewell, Ethan. This episode came out December 16th. 1884, huh? 1884. Wow, IMDb. Get your dates right. 1884. (laughs) I didn't even know television was happening in 1884. (laughs) Lots of things were happening in 1884. (laughs) The top movie is still Beverly Hills Cop. Wow. I was up there for a while. Yeah, it was doing good. It was a hit. (laughs) You may have heard of it. (laughs) I may have. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. Oh, it was good. The top song was, in its first week, uh, Like a Virgin by Madonna. You don't like Madonna? I don't like Like a Virgin. Oh, okay. I hate that song. Was that like one of her big... Yeah, that was her biggest, I think. Or Lucky Star, was that... I don't know. I don't I don't like young Madonna. You I don't I don't think she's that cool. You like middle period, her blue yeah, period? Yeah, I liked her in like the 90s. Right. When right. she transformed into some weird goth emo thing. Yeah, yeah. That was With great. Frozen and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that face. Yeah. yeah. I liked her I mean, I don't dislike her. I liked her from like true blue period <laughs> through a League of Their Own. Right, right. Probably up to Frozen. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of went off the rails a bit for me. Yeah, then she got into Britney they, Spears' a, territory, a, and I was like, you know what? I can't follow you there. They, I just can't follow you there. I can't follow you there. You're taking me down a road. I just can't go. <laughs> but I'd say 89 to 99. It was like a good <sighs> decade yeah. of solid Madonna. Yeah. But this isn't the episode the, where we talk about Madonna. The, <laughs> we're getting to it, I guess. Yeah. I would you want to get into it? Yes. <laughs> I've been trying to move us forward from Madonna. I get that my brains are gushing out of my forehead right now and they're stuck on this like bookcase. It is concerning. <laughs> I get that right now. Right. So let us continue before I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really hard to concentrate with that oozing out of your head like that. Okay, guys, yes, I did bump my head really badly, but I'm not bleeding or anything. I am going to have a beautiful Oozing knot. with brain matter yeah. splattered. I'm going to have this really pretty knot like our three-year-old always has knots <laughs> on his forehead, too. Yeah. Because he bumps into everything. Well, you're about... <laughs> right now, I'm on the level of a three-year-old. <laughs> there you go. So who knows what all I'm going to be saying this episode. <laughs> who knows? I love I pumpkins. Think... <laughs> <laughs> pumpkins. I love number Ran- two. <laughs> yeah, Random things are just going to start spewing out of my mouth. So be careful. It starts off, we're in Cabot Cove. Yes. In her lovely little cottage. I love her home. It's so yeah. cute. Yeah. It's her and Ethan, and she made a delicious apple pie. It was perfect looking. Was like, I'm fairly certain that was microwavable. Nobody <laughs> makes a pie crust that perfect looking. It was perfect. And it was like two inches of filling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's serving Ethan, so he's at her house, and she's just like feeding him. There's a news broadcast going on on the counter. Like, this was a weird thing for me. I don't feel like Jessica is the type of person who would have a TV in the kitchen. Right. Oh, hey. Wait a second. Oh, no. We we need to go backwards even before it starts. What is Auntie Jess's case files called in Japanese? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Forgotten you have to butcher the language again. Yeah, you got to butcher this language for me. I'm sorry. Reverse all that. Reverse it. Okay, we're starting back from the beginning. 
Oh boy, this is gonna be some great audio this week. <laughs> Good content, hun. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so here is the name of this episode, which was again Death, Death takes, takes a, a curtain, curtain call. call. And in Japanese it is Saigo no Makuga Oriru Toki. Okay, which means in um, English, the final lowering. Of the curtain. So I'm guessing the curtain is causing your death in this translation. <laughs> yes. It's okay. just, <laughs> Kim from Japan tells us that, oh my gosh. We, wow, it, 10, 11, and 12 weren't aired in Japan? Oh, oh that's my God. sad. That's We're not going to be able to do this intro that we forgot to do this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a month before we do it again. I don't know. But uh, it means, he says uh, his notes were lowering of the curtain is another way to say something is wrapping up or ending. Mm-hmm. So you could say the final show or the last show. Ooh. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? That's a better title than Death Takes a Curtain Call. I kind of like it and better. And Death Bowing. Look at my awesome murder spree, guys. <laughs> Ta-da. Bow to me. Bow I to murdered. Me. So anyway, so we're back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And do we want to talk about the TV on the counter? It bothered me, but I mean... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about her weird TV placement. I just feel like as someone who's as serious of a writer as her... is She not... wouldn't have a television in the kitchen. Right. She, she'll yeah. have a TV. She's like going to be one of those people who has like one TV in the house. Right. Not like one in the kitchen. Like, oh, I'm... And she rarely turns it on. Exactly. But she has it on now, and there's a news broadcast about a ballet that's coming to Boston. Mm -hmm. And there are protests, (laughs) because this was 1984, Mm -hmm. and we were at the height of our, like, real anti-Russia, anti-USSR, really. Yeah. Hysteria. And these, like, protesters are protesting, like, the ballet. The ballet, yeah, because apparently communists are going to infiltrate us through the ballet. Because, as you all know, Americans... Are big with ballet. Yeah. Like, this is all we do. We eat, breathe, sleep ballet. America has ballet, but she's like, we got to get communist culture out of America. 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 (laughs) Just wiping off your brains over there. (laughs) Looks like this almost fell off. But helpfully, Jess tells us that a friend of hers that we've never met before named Leo Peterson Mm -hmm. has invited her to see a special performance of this uh, very controversial... Nutcracker ballet. Nutcracker ballet. Controversial nutcracker ballet. ballet. (laughs) (laughs) Just think of that. Just just ponder that for a moment. How controversial nutcracker Nutcracker. is. Ponder that. It's It's not controversial. No, 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 no. (laughs) They get to Boston, and a man who looks like evil Dom DeLuise. Yes, I thought he was Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> is there, and he nods suspiciously at Leo mm-hmm. as they're getting, like, their programs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. We find out that there are two specific ballerinas that are pretty important, mm-hmm. specifically to our show. But overall, they're, like, to stars. This, to the ballet. They're the prima ballerinas, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Their names are Alexander and Natalie, mm-hmm. and they are married because they have the same last name. Yes. For a long time, I thought they were brother and sister. Me too as well, until the ending of the episode. The very ending yeah. of the episode, because mm-hmm. there was no No, there was nothing. There. I never saw them hold hands. No. I never saw them do anything remotely marriage or, you know, SO material. Well, well when they were introduced, and I don't remember what their last name was. It started with an M, but I don't remember. But, like, when they introduced, it was like, oh, it's Alexander and Natalie. Mm-hmm. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, they must be married. And then the next scene shows them together. I'm like, oh, they're not married. They have to be like no, brother, brother and sister. Because they even look alike. Because they did some weird kissing with Arena during their goodbyes. Yeah. So I was like, this is weird. And I was even going to say, is it weird if like the two stars of like a play or like a ballet are like brother and sister? Didn't like yeah. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal do something like that at one Wait, point? Wait, what? Where they like played boyfriend, girlfriend in a movie? Ew. What the research research out? No, I'm not watching that. Uh, Well, I didn't see watch it. (laughs) We could Google something without watching it. No, but like. I don't need any more information on this topic. (laughs) But but I was just like, that's weird. They're they're brother and sister. Uh. But like, they just did not give off a vibe of like, they were in a relationship. No, I thought maybe they might have been twins. Who, like, were, like, you know, twin light. ballerinas. Yeah, they both had very like, when fine I did, features. They're when I was brunettes. a belly dancer, the, the teachers that I had were twins. They were twin ballet dancers. Oh. I mean, uh, belly dancers. Nice. Yeah. yeah. They were cool. Yeah. 
So I thought these people. So you think people, that is you think twins are I prone to tw- dancing? Yes, <laughs> and that they teach others how to dance. The only teachers in the world are twins. Are twins? Okay. Yeah, of yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. dance. Of dance only. Specifically, dance. Twins can't do anything else but dance. <laughs> no, they can't do anything. <laughs> no. At all. No. <laughs> it is specific to dance. We also meet the stage manager, whose name is Skip. Yep. Which is not the name for a grown man. No, it's not. If you're... Oh, is Skip the guy I call Stevie McPurvo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I call him actually gross Stevie McPurvo. <laughs> Stevie Mc... Skippy McPurvo. <laughs> he's gross Stevie Skip... McPurvo. Skippy, Skippy peanut butter. Um, he's the stage manager, and he... Okay, well, let's get into it as it happens. Yeah. First, he hits on this other ballerina named Arena. Mm-hmm. Arena is introduced to us before, actually, Alexander and Natalie. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, wait, did I get the name wrong? Because I'm like, I could have swore it was Natalie. So already we're working with an episode that's not as tightly plotted as Mm. you might like. And he's just hitting on her. And he's not even. It's gross. And he just starts touching her and rubbing his hands up and down her shoulders. Yeah. And all the while, she's like trying to pull up her shawl and she's trying to be like, oh my God. She's clearly not into it. She's not into it. And he's calling her Sugar Plum. Which. Gross Stevie McCurvo. Is is gross. And then I think I almost have this line correct. He tells her if she wants to have a good time, (laughs) defect to America. (laughs) So he can show her around, show her the sights. He wants to show her the sights. So he's being real skeevy with with Mm -hmm. Irina and this guy who I just called KGB. (laughs) (laughs) Sergei, the guy who dies. Sergei? Yes, his name is Sergei. Medieval Sergei. Yes, Berenshikov, I think. Okay. Sergei Berenshikov. Well, he's very protective of Arena. And, yeah. And he tells Skippy Well, he's very protective of... The dancers. Of, of Russians. the dancers, of Russians, and especially of, like, gross, skeevy American dudes hitting on these Russian dancers. And Skip is, like, the worst possible... Representation, representation of American. Representation of America. Yeah. He's just really brash, like... I could kick your butt, Mr. KGB. Who yeah, probably he keeps knows that. calling him like Russian slurs, like insulting them like they're muggles. Yeah, yeah, Constantly. comrade. Yeah, hey, comrade. And like, what's that like special like martial arts that Russians do? That's like insane. I'm sure KGB knows how to do it. And this guy is like, he's not overweight, but he's not in shape. He's just like has a real high opinion of what he can. He do. wears an argyle sweater, honey. Yeah, and so he can get away with a lot. And he seems to be like really. Really aggressive yeah. for a person who is a stage a manager, stage manager. <laughs> for a ballet. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe you miss. Not who you that. expect yeah. to have that position. I'm not saying they wouldn't be high strung, but not as aggressive and yeah. pervy. Yeah. So Arena goes and wishes Natalie, uh, <laughs> Natalie Luck, and mm-hmm. Alex Luck, and I just wrote the note. But, but it's, it's all, all weird. weird. It really is. This is an awkward to, scene. I don't know how to describe it. Because really. there's some weird like kisses that are almost like goodbye kisses, but they're kind of not goodbye. They're kind of sexual, but they're kind of not. They're kind of like you're kissing your mom goodbye. And, and, and meanwhile, you're it's, still trying to get the dynamics of like who's with who. Yeah, it's very confusing. You know, because I, 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 yeah, it was just really confusing. Yeah. Everyone's just like staring at each other and with these weird like with the long, weird kisses. But those weird Russian eyes of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> so these, you mean these American actors? <laughs> yeah, with these their American weird Russian eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Those commies. <laughs> so um, they clearly weren't Russian. <laughs> clearly, and their accents were terrible. Mulyaks and Thorbetter. No, that was bad. I'm going to do the rest of the podcast like this. No, please don't. Let's not insult another kind of culture. Let's just... Just stop it. Just stop. Stop it. <laughs> While they're enjoying the play... Or ballet, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I did... Oh, and I wrote, <clears throat> The Nutcracker with Macaulay Culkin was more inspired than this performance. <laughs> you know, I bet you Macaulay Culkin would appreciate that. You know what? It, it was actually a really good rendition of The Nutcracker. You know what I thought of? Okay, when we got married, mm-hmm. 
however long ago that might have been. <laughs> but we lived in this apartment, mm-hmm. remember, and we had cable provided to us and had public right, access. Right, right, And on Sunday mornings, they would show, like, the local, local like, ballet. High, yeah. local ballet high school. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yes. And I, it actually made me a little nostalgic for that because, like, every <laughs> Sunday morning, we would get up and watch the public access for, like, <laughs> hours. Because it was awesome. It was amazing. It was really good. But, but I did also feel like saying at one point, like, the ballet starts. The ballet is continuing. Yeah. The ballet keeps and going. And they're not even doing anything. They're just hopping up and down. Yeah, it must have been a really easy episode for Angela Lansbury because, like, sit in here, look like you're Look like enjoying. you're having a great time. Yeah, because you're just sitting here yeah. and making reaction shots. Well, she knows, <laughs> notices that Leo, on the top right of his playbill, mm-hmm. on a certain page, is the number 19. Mm-hmm. And she makes a note of this because she's Snoopy McSnoops. <laughs> and everything's going to be mixed something. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're dealing with Russians. Oh, we go backstage. <laughs> we get backstage again. KGB is threatening Skippy again. Mm-hmm. And Skippy says, uh, he's like, what are you afraid of? She's going to have a private dance with me. Oh, he's so gross. Uh, and, like, again, Skippy's acting like such a hard butt. Oh, he's so gross. But, like. He's like in nothing. Like he's so. I would not have the guts to go up to a KGB agent and be like talking smack. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you don't have a death wish. (laughs) I don't have a death wish. You don't Uh, go up to anybody like that and be like, "Hey, I'm getting a private dance from this lady." That woman you think is attractive? Yeah, commie, (laughs) pinko. Oh man. So he's so gross. Meanwhile, we also find out that the protester that we saw the other day protesting communist culture in America. Yes. She's trying to like bang in like She's back again. She wants to stop this ballet at all costs. (laughs) She's just yeah, she's like really determined to stop this ballet, whatever whatever it takes. We don't want culture here. Um, (laughs) But the locked door thwarts her attempts. (laughs) And as she's walking away, she notices You know, and it's nice that a locked door thwarted attempts. Yeah, it's nice. Her whole whole plan, though, really was just bang on the door. Bang on the door. Let me in. Let me in. It's like, well, no, I'm not going to let you in. Why would I do that? (laughs) You're dangerous to this performance. Shut off. So she notices, like, a window open. Mm -hmm. Around this time, Leo ditches Jess. Yeah. He just, like... Head. Well, he says, I'll be back. And then she has to ask after him, like, well, where are you going? Where are you going? Well, it's a long ballet. He probably has he's, to use the restroom. He's an older gentleman. He he's might not have as well controlled If I'm bladder. sitting in an audience and the ballet is really boring, I might just go to the restroom just to do something. Just to go. Just to stretch your legs <laughs> and walk around. Exactly. <laughs> and this ballet looked really boring. It wasn't fantastic. It was really It boring. was pretty community theater. Especially for one that they were, like, hyping up as, like, this yeah. is art. Yeah. Well, I think back in the 80s, too, there was always something happening with Russian ballet. It was always Russian ballet that was, like, the pinnacle of culture. Yeah, it was Russian ballet. Mm-hmm. It's like, we really hated Russia, but we wanted, like, that culture. We were I kind guess. of jealous of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't really understand the 80s. I wasn't really cognizant as much in the 80s as I no. might have, you know, I don't know what was going on. I was playing with blocks. Yeah, exactly. No. So... <laughs> So, but, and it can't be that good of a production mm-hmm. when people just end up disappearing from the stage all the time and nobody notices. Nobody notices. <laughs> like, only people that Your would... two primary ballerinas yeah. leave the stage, they don't return, and nobody notices. Yeah. It, it, it's like if, like, Romeo, you're watching a sh- Romeo and Juliet, and Romeo and Juliet just stops being they in just the play. Stop. Mercutio comes in. He's like, what's up? What's up? And then, then nothing. 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 They and just that's are the gone. performance. They're just gone. And nobody in the audience knows because we're like, we're Merc and we don't understand. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what's happening in this performance sure. of the Nutcracker. Yeah. And, it's uh, not like it was a complicated one that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. Or even the magic flute. You it was know, nothing like that. Hey, America, get some culture, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Dom DeLuise, though, he notices. Yeah, he notices. He's and like, whoa, 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 wait a second. This this isn't how a nutcracker ends. <laughs> and that's not how this works. I'm, I'm very familiar with this ballet. The protester then runs on stage, and then she's like, like, oh. down with... Down with Russia. Russia, whatever. I guess Jess leaves, and then Leo rushes Jess out mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. And we get another shot, and we find out KGB guy is dead. Yeah, Sergey. 
I'm not calling him that. Well, that was his name, Sergey, <laughs> and he's dead. He died, so we should have respect for the Respect fallen. it. Right. I guess I call him Sergey. I don't know why I feel the need to call him <laughs> Sergey. He's a handsome man. Maybe that's why. Oh, is that it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leo shoves her into his car, and who's the driver, but it's Alex, Alexander, Alexander. The, the ballet guy. He's in full chauffeur gear. Yeah, they dressed really quickly. But, I but mean, she's I guess not she, dressed as anything. She didn't... Well, she puts on this, like... That's governess her, dress? Because like, it like, looked like she was nine, a governess. It's 1984. Jane Eyre was being written. And she, like, comes in with her governess dress. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's just the governess. That's just the governess. <laughs> Their driver. Are there still governesses these days? I would assume so. You think so? I think so. Well, or are they I mean, called something pairs, else? Au pairs. Are they called babysitters? Kind of, so, they're driving along the road. And at this point, Leo turns to... To Jess, and he's like, "Can you forgive me for um, <laughs> for kidnapping you?" Well, no, it's not even kidnapping. Like I've implicated you in this, like yeah. But he first crime. kidnaps her because she's like, "I want to go that way," and he's like, "No, no, we're heading this way." Oh, right. And then she sees Natalia and Alexander, and is like, "What's happening? Oh, they're being defected." Where and I'm, you're going to be a part of it. And you're aiding Congratula- and abetting it. Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> you are now guilty. Of an international crime. (laughs) And she's like, well, of course I forgive you. But you're going to have to explain some things to me. And she literally, like, wags her finger at him. Like, now, 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 Leo. I don't want to end up at The Hague. (laughs) So um, he briefly explains, I mean, what it is. Russia was a, they didn't want to be in Russia. Yeah. America's the home of the They were seeking asylum here in America. They were seeking asylum in America. So this was like their plan, a very, a very public plan. Very public plan. Which <laughs> included <laughs> involving an uh, well, internationally Le- renowned mystery writer. Exactly. Well, Leo even said they planned it this way. So even without her knowledge, they had already planned her to be there. And yes. he specifically said he invited her just for this. Just for, she, he's like, they would be just too suspicious. Just to give him legitimacy. It would be too suspicious if I showed up at the ballet yeah. alone because you yeah. can't enjoy a ballet alone. No, apparently. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> You have to bring, yeah. You have to bring a date. You have to bring a date. She's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for it. Let's do it, guys. Ride or die. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And they're listening to the radio, and they hear on the the radio that that it's been Sergey's been killed. Sergey's been killed, and two ballerinas named Alexander and Natalie and Natalia are missing. Yes, they're they and they're obviously mm-hmm. the prime suspects. Yeah. They must have killed Sergey in order to escape. In order to escape. Mm-hmm. He has a scratch on his face, mm-hmm. like Wolverine. Yes. And there's a dagger in his back, which was which, Alexander's dagger. Which is crazy because they're like, oh, that was a part of his costume. And I was like, you had a real freaking dagger <laughs> while you're leaping around on stage? And where were you hiding it? <laughs> yeah, and where were you hiding it? There's not a lot of room to hide it. <laughs> not a lot of room to move there in those leggings. But basically the cops think their thought is she scratched Sergei's face as a mm-hmm. distraction while Alexander came up from behind and stabbed, stabbed him in the back. Then they crawled out the window Dressed up like a governess and a driver. <laughs> and <took> escaped. <laughs> Very convoluted murder plan. You know what I do like about this specific murder plot, mm-hmm. though? Mm-hmm. Is that the actual murderer, it wasn't convoluted at all. This no. is the first time where it's not an insane plot. No, like a lot of the stuff that goes on around this, mm-hmm. a lot of the theories that get yeah, thrown no, that's out crazy. are insane. Yeah. But like the actual, I mean, this is Occam's razor territory, really. Yes. Like it's like, well, it's the easiest one, really. Yeah. But yeah, so so now that she's been informed that she is a criminal, yeah. Jess is like, well, can you let me out? I'm going to stay in Boston for a few days. Mm-hmm. And you guys can go head off to my house, go to Cabot Cove. I'll let Ethan know that you guys are coming, that he's going to have to harbor some fugitives. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> and he does, with minimal griping. Yeah. He's a little griping, but well, I think Ethan it was cute, griping. too. He goes... I, I can't believe you're asking me to do something like this because it is, you know, that's dangerous. A, this is illegal. Ask. That is a huge ask. This is terrifying territory here. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, but you're the only one I can ask. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of sad and sweet, and especially finding out that this is his last episode that he was in. Yeah. It's like, oh. But and I, and they I relied on each other. Yeah, and I couldn't find anything 
that really said why he left. Yeah, and they never even said goodbye. There was never even like, oh, he dies or something. No, he just never reappears. Yeah, and that's Claude Akins is the actor, and he's in a lot of like '70s stuff. So maybe he was felt like he was too big of a star to be like the second fiddle, but Mm -hmm. like he did a great job. And he's going to be missed, for sure. Oh, for sure. And I should also say, one of the problems with their, their plan of escape and the, now mm-hmm. this murder, this is like a big part of it, is since they're accused of murder, their fear is not just that they'll be captured and brought back to Russia. They'll be captured, brought back to Russia, and put on trial. Mm-hmm. And it'll be just like a kangaroo court, and they're yeah. just going to get thrown to the gulag or, mm-hmm. you know, forever or, or executed. So... So now it's kind of like life or death. Yeah. That they, now they're in actual peril. Not only do they have to get away, they have to clear themselves mm-hmm. or else. Well, because America won't let you seek asylum or grant you asylum if you're wanted for murder. Right. Especially on American soil. Right, right. Yeah. So Jessica heads back to the ballet. She sees evil Dom DeLuise. I shouldn't call him evil Dom DeLuise because he's not evil, really. He just looks like Dom DeLuise. He's KGB Dom DeLuise. Real Dom DeLuise is evil Dom DeLuise. <laughs> this is really Dom DeLuise. He's KGB. He's KGB Louise. <laughs> KGB Louise. I'm not saying that. That no, is a no, tongue twister. That's not going to be what he's no, going to be called. He's no. going to be called Dom DeLuise, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, the entire episode. So he's questioning Skippy the, the perv. Yeah, Stevie McPerva. And what was amazing about this scene, this interrogation with Skip, is Skip cannot help being racist. Yeah. (laughs) And also being a creep to Irina. Yes, still. Like, I mean, someone's questioning you over a murder. Yeah. And he's like, oh, by the way, that Irina was a real cute number. Oh. And it's like, really? You want that to be on the record? Oh, he's so gross. <laughs> like, keep your personal... If you're being interrogated, let's keep it to the facts. You don't have to get into, like, you're all weirdo... Don't don't make yourself look like a creep. Yeah. Because you're going to make yourself look like a suspect. Yeah. It Jess comes over to DeLuise. He recognizes... Well, he doesn't no, recognize no. her. He, he's like... She introduces herself as a writer, a mystery writer from Maine. Mm-hmm. And he says... Oh, well, I know another writer from Maine that's great, J.B. Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's that's me. And he's just like on cloud nine. Right. Uh, and and so like, he invites her to join in, in the investigation. He, because yeah. her insights would be much appreciated. Boston PD is not into no, this. this is the FBI, actually. Oh, is that the FBI? Yeah, because this is international. They're Russians. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's international. So it's FBI. And he's there, and he doesn't want Jessica anywhere near here. Right. Because she's not relevant to the case. Right. He's actually going to be doing his job he's, of investigating. He's the first cop to be like, hey, stranger. Well, and he's not a cop. He's FBI. Or FBI's cops? They're yeah, feds. They're feds. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, he's actually doing his job. And he gets immediately overruled. Squashed. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and uh, So the only law enforcement officer to actually do their jobs in this show Mm-hmm. is immediately shut up. Well, and what I loved about Jessica's relationship with DeLuise, especially mm-hmm. as it continues on, is it Murder, She Wrote really towed the line of America <laughs> in 1984 and, like, anti-Russian communists. Because, right. like, even though she's friendly with DeLuise, mm-hmm. she always throws in little jabs about right. Russia that are, like, the kind of jabs that, like, if someone said them to you in real life, you'd be like, Wait, Wait, what do you mean by that? Like, Am I insulted or he, complimented? Yeah, What's happening? Like, yeah, then she, like, specifically she gives him guff because Russia doesn't pay royalties. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're super popular in Russia. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, it would be nice if Russia pay, paid some royalties. Yeah, that would be nice, actually. It would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice. And he's like, well... That's, she deserves money for the books she's written. And he's like, well, that's not how it works. And, uh, you know, that's we're not capitalists, so it doesn't nah. work like that. But I'm like, well, don't sell your book to Russia. Or yeah, don't let it go international <laughs> don't then, Don't let man. it go there because you're not making any money. <laughs> not making any money off that. Or maybe they just pay a lump sum for it. Right. But then once that's gone, there's no royalties for it. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So DeLuise and, uh, takes Jess to the murder scene. Mm-hmm. And the crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene of the murder. <laughs> this is the scene of the murder. It's like, I've been hit on the head today. Um, <laughs> and we're in the murder scene. <laughs> sure. And this is where Jessica, he's like, he, he lays out what he thinks happened. Like, mm-hmm. she scratched his face. He stabbed her in the back. Bada boom, bada bing. Dead rusky. <laughs> and um, is that racist? 
I think it is. <laughs> I don't think he should be calling them that. I th- I'm sorry. I, dead I Russian. Dead Russian. A dead Russian sounds like a drink. <laughs> a bad drink. <laughs> it's a Halloween the kind, drink. Yeah, the kind you drink at Halloween. <laughs> I'd like a dead Russian, please. <laughs> Ew. It's like a zombie juice sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it'd be yeah. great. Yeah. We have milk in it, though, for sure. Ew. <laughs> Absolutely. Milk and vodka. Absolutely have milk in it. Oh, gross. That drink <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> so Jess is like, well, what about the other suspects? What about the other people who have means, motivation, blah, 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 blah? And he's like, name one. And she goes, you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Really? Okay. Explain. And you and you hear clink clink, <laughs> <laughs> and then she continues on with her exposition. In, in her exposition, I'm uh-huh. sorry, this is probably the most bonkers she ever went. Oh, with, for sure. With them, and he laughs at her. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's a good story, but that didn't happen because mm-hmm. essentially she's saying he knew that they were going to try to defect, so he killed his own agent mm-hmm. to frame them for murder, so that they couldn't." get asylum yes. and it would give him an excuse to chase them down bring them back to yeah. Russia and like try it. yeah and yeah. it's like that's no that's insane that's way too much no no and then they got away that's and then a in your huge plan, conspiracy in your theory. murder plan the people got away too yeah you know so no that didn't happen so he laughs at her for that after she accuses Deloise of murder mm-hmm. and a frame job of these mm-hmm. people he's so charmed by her He's like, hey, I'm staying at this nice hotel in town. You should stay with me. Not with me, but like. You should stay there too. It's a nice hotel. Yeah, you should stay at my nice hotel with me. We can go hang out and have some dinner. And he's really like into her. Yeah. Well, like every single man who meets (laughs) Jessica, he is into her. But he really is. Mm -hmm. So she goes, she does, because she's sticking around. The next morning, he wakes her up by banging on her door. They go to the police headquarters. What they find, or what Jess finds specifically, because mm-hmm. no one else knows anything ever, mm-hmm. is that Sergey had his handkerchief in his pocket, but the handkerchief had his blood on it from the cut on his face. Mm-hmm. And Jess is like, well, that proves that your theory is wrong. Yeah. And they're like, how's that? And she's like, well, oh, well, no, actually, Deloise is with her. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Because he... he and the FBI is like, I don't know why. Uh, suddenly he's an, a nincompoop. A nincompoop. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's actually Deloise who's like, if she scratched his face. He so that Alexander could stab him in the back. He went and then wipe off the blood from his face while having a dagger in his back. And then put the blood wiped handkerchief back, back into his, his pocket. pocket. Like, Who would do that? Nobody. So, He'd just been stabbed in the back. You don't care where that handkerchief is. Yeah, so they're like, this doesn't hold any no. water whatsoever. They also have the protester, who I think his name is like Velma. Velma? Velma Rodecker. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're good, welcome. Good on that one. Mm-hmm. They also have her arrested. They're have her, well, not arrested necessarily, but in for questioning. Yeah. And Jess said to the cops um, as they're going. Oh, and also check under her fingernails for blood. Right. Yeah. Because she's like, I think Velma. Scratched him. Yeah, and look for fibers. Because she was wearing this very distinct green jacket. Look for right. look for these things. Jess then goes and meets with another man named Palmer. Mm-hmm. Palmer was at the ballet. He was the one who handed the playbill right. to the when they came in. Jessica looks at a picture of Leo, and she just about <laughs> explodes. Leo was a fine-looking man. And Palmer's like, yeah, I guess he was kind of good-looking. She's like, no, no, no. He was <laughs> really good-looking. He's like, yeah, I guess. She's like, no. <laughs> Look at that jawline. <laughs> and it's like him balleting. <laughs> balleting. <laughs> balleting. And I think it's autographed, too. Jess calls out Palmer. Yeah. Who... Never mind, I'm not going to get into that. But okay. she calls out Palmer. She's like, I know you're involved in this whole situation. What mm-hmm. was your role in it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Leo was a friend of my father's. Mm-hmm. He was once a talented dancer. He had gotten injured. My father had helped him get out of Russia. Mm-hmm. He came to me asking if I could help the, his niece, who's mm-hmm. Natalia, get out of Russia. And what yeah. could I do? Because my father had helped him get out of Russia. So, of course, right. I, I wait. Oh, and it was I, at I, this I scene. Him. I don't know. but I don't know, but it was at the scene where I was like, oh. They're not brother and sister. Oh, 
I was further along for Really? Me. Because I was like, oh, he just said Natalia was, a, was Oh, right, he was niece. a niece and nephew. Like, yeah. His so it was niece. like, yeah, his niece niece. So I was like, <laughs> wait, they can't be related. Wait. Are they, are they lovers? Are they together? Because <laughs> I don't get that vibe at all. I was so all. confused. I was so confused. <laughs> so Jess is like, well, thanks for the info. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go walk home. And Palmer is very much like, you shouldn't be walking home in Boston. <laughs> Alone and, what at is night. This, Hawaii? It's two I in mean... the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Boston at two in the morning is like Hawaii, Hawaii during the noon. daytime. <laughs> 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 so um poor hawaii <laughs> she's like no 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 i I'm, i know where my bus is uh, i'm fine mm-hmm. and she goes and she's being followed yeah and she does a quick little trick loop-de-loop loop-de-loop and she actually like ends up behind the mm-hmm. person who's chasing her deloise following po- her De- yeah deloise pops out of a car and, she, and he's like it's dangerous to be walking the streets of boston okay i don't know why you wouldn't like that it's yes? dangerous to be walking the streets of boston and she says, <laughs> and she says, well, I knew you had your bodyguard on me. Yeah. So I was. I, I was, was perfectly safe. I was faced. It was like, you can't pull a fast one on me, nope, nope, Mr. Nope. Man. DeLuise confirms that threads from the protesters' clothes mm-hmm. and the skin from Sergey's face were under her nails. Were under her nails. Yeah. So she definitely. I like how you looked at your nails. Yeah. She definitely <laughs> scratched Sergey's face. Well, I was also trying to line up her fingers with the scratch marks on his face that they show later mm-hmm. that are like really massively like scratched wide. in there. Like I said they're like, yeah, like that's what Wolverine's I was looking. They were like claws. Wolverine claws. That's why I was looking at my nails. That's the, I was like, that's the spacing of it. Yeah. They were really <laughs> wide and spaced for their parts. So I was looking at my fingernails and kind of judging what it would look like on your face. And, uh, yeah, and did she actually <laughs> scratch him or did she slap him? Apparently she scratch slapped. Yeah, because I thought she slapped. I'm like, well, what is going on with your nails if you could scratch them? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was looking at my nails. <laughs> <laughs> so you were really getting into it. Like, well, the makeup department went a little bit overboard yeah, with the props. I think, I think so. Yeah, because so. he was massively scratched. I've never seen someone scratch that bad. So now we're back in Cabot Cove, and I'm mm-hmm. only kind of bringing this scene up because it's cute. Okay. Uh, Amos Tuppa. Yeah. He shows up. He's down by the docks, and he goes to see Ethan. But before he finds Ethan... He sees Alexander working on the docks. Yeah, he's But like, he doesn't know he's Alexander or a Russian or anything. He just sees a new guy. Yeah, he just sees a new guy. Yeah. And Ethan is, like, going out getting coffee and, like, sees, oh, my God, Amos is talking to And Alexander, to the by the way, doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak English at all. No. And Ethan kind of, like, helps him out from behind, like, yeah. nods yes, no. and like. I like how his first answer was... Uh, yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, Amos is just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Ethan kind of gets Amos out of the situation, protects Alex. Amos is like, oh, did you hear about the murder in Boston? Yeah. Those Russians may be here. <laughs> <laughs> like, and there's no reason why he would no. think they would no, be there. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why would he think they're there? He just, it's, I think he just wants to make his town like a, like a big town. <laughs> like it's something like bigger than they are. Yeah. He's like, they could have came here. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's like, he's like, well, could you tell a Russian like on site or something? And Amos is like, from a country mile. Yeah. Hey, I would look see at that. Video. Hey, look at that new and woman over there. And then he's like, there. hey, who's the cute little number on the fisheries? <laughs> And he's like, oh, he's visiting, she's visiting her Uncle Niels. Niels. This is... Another Niels name. It apparently apparently the... it's a popular name. I don't know Before if ever... this show, I've never heard the name Niels. I think I have, but I mean, it's just strange because it's, I think we can agree Niels is at least an unusual name. Well, or one not for a... us anyway. Uh, yeah. But this is the second Murder, She Wrote episode mm-hmm. in a row. That features Nils. That features a guy named Nils. I wonder if there are a lot of Nils up in Maine. Like, maybe that's a very, like, heavily British-Scottish name. The only problem I have with that is Nils Highlander was in Missouri or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but he was clearly Scottish. Well, he was definitely Scottish. Right, so... <laughs> he was he was a Highlander. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's probably... Maybe? I don't know. It's like I don't write... think too many Irish people headed north. I think they kind of went more, like, west. I, I would like to do the research almost to see who wrote each episode. But I think Maine is filled more with, like, Brits and Scots. I think so. Yeah. But it's like when you're writing, you're just doing, like, a first draft or whatever, mm-hmm. and you realize, like, you've used the same word multiple times like like a word that is a little unusual Mm -hmm. but you've just used it like three times in a paragraph that's what i feel like happened with this neil's thing it's like (laughs) they're like i don't remember using it and they used it again it's just weird i don't know doesn't really mean anything just weird just for a name so deloise tells jess 
well, we got the killer. Mm-hmm. We got the killer. It was Velma, the protester. Jess kind of brings up the fact that it's like, yeah, but he was still killed with the, the dagger. dagger that, you know, Alex's dagger. And he's like, yeah, but the dagger wouldn't have. I guess that's how he <laughs> he avoids, like, slicing his junk off while he's doing leaps or something. The, the, no, the, it's only um, it, not on him in the final act. Right. Oh, wait, it's only not on yes. in the final. Why wouldn't you have your weapon in the final act? I don't know, it's because, I don't know, that's when you're saving her from the Nutcracker. <laughs> I think it's a rat, isn't it? I'm not sure, but I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've never gotten it's that far. It's the ballet for musophobes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've never gotten that far. But yeah, so I he... get to the dance of the sugar plums and sort of just fade out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he has his weapon of destruction not mm-hmm. on him for the climactic battle. Right. It's off stage. Okay. So for three quarters of this ballet, he has been prancing around. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's that's disrespectful. No, he's, he's prancing. Is it? Is that I, okay? I felt like I, I was, think that's a technical term for like <laughs> for dancing. That's okay, like okay, ballerinas prance, prance. Right? Wouldn't you say that's a prance? Because horses know. prance when they're um, maybe it's not when they're dancing. <laughs> maybe it's not derogatory, but the way it came out of my mouth certainly was. Yes, yes, the way it came out of your mouth, <laughs> it was derogatory. Prancing around, yeah, yeah. but like he's prancing around with this like sharp knife. Why aren't you using a stage knife? You don't have to have real knives on stage. I don't know why it was a real knife. That is mind-boggling. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never. Nobody going actually to get over uses that. real weapons on stage. Oh no. All, this is not a gladiatory, a, a gladiator, a gladiator arena. Yeah, <laughs> those aren't real lightsabers. These aren't real lightsabers. <laughs> these, these are fake weapons. <laughs> but if you ever do want to murder someone on stage, you it's got a it. great it's way to switch right, it out. It's right there for you. Because everybody thinks these weapons are safe because they're not real. <laughs> so why are you dancing around with a real dagger? <laughs> right. Why are you throwing women up and down in the air? You could easily stab somebody. You could trip, fall. I mean, like you stab is yourself. That, is that part of like like the 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 bravado of ballet? Like, yeah, we no. use real weapons. No, no. <laughs> and I'm going to dance for you. Oh man, with flaming torches. Maybe only Russians use real weapons in their stage acts. Maybe that's why they're so good. <laughs> they have to be, otherwise they will die. <laughs> there is a real life or death <laughs> element going on stage every ballet you see. This is absurd. <laughs> I cannot believe that there was an actual real weapon that they were using during their performances. Yeah. That is absurd. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my so life. So dumb. So dumb. So they have that conversation. They're at like a diner or something like that. And Jess is basically like, you got your killer, I'm out. Even though I don't think it's her. But yeah. not, I'm not going to say that right now. No. But she, they also know Irina is there mm-hmm. at the restaurant. And she's like, oh, she looks sad. And Deloise is like, do you want to uh, enjoy her sadness closer? Yeah. Come here. Well, why don't you want to talk to her? Irina, come over here. Let her Let look at sh- your tears. Yeah. Let, Let me show you how much Russian I own tears. these people. Come here, woman. <laughs> Russian tears are like vodka. <laughs> Drink them up. Gain oh, your my strength. God. Yeah, like, so he calls this poor woman who's obviously suffering over Jess for Jess's entertainment. Yes, yes. Seriously, that's it. That's it. Jess is like, hey, I know what it's like to lose a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for your loss. And what was crazy about that is Jess knows that they're fine. Yeah, they're just fine. So she's, like, talking to this person who's really distraught, Mm -hmm. who would love to know that their friend I think she was seeing her distraught for a different reason. Well, yes. 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 Because yes. why on earth would you say no to Stevie McPurvo? <laughs> you never say no to Stevie McPurvo. <laughs> so, uh, Mind-boggling that you would think he's gross. <laughs> so Jess leaves. She gets on the bus. She goes back to Cabot Cove. Amos meets her. Mm-hmm. He tells her that Ethan's got these great new workers on the dock <laughs> from Bangor. They seem mm-hmm. like they have that kind of accent, that look. Definitely not Russian. No. Isn't it great that they got the protester because she was a murderer? Jess is like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's not the murderer. No, no. No, that's not, no. That's not the murderer. No. She has, like, a whole dinner party. Again, mm-hmm. we have dinner parties all the time. All the time. I guess that was a big thing in the 80s. You like to socialize because you don't have Facebook. I guess so. So you had to do it in you person? You had to do it face-to-face. Ooh, yeah, yikes. so you say what you will about Facebook, but it keeps us from having to do this face-to-face. <laughs> I, get to, I get to wear whatever I want. <laughs> wear my skivvies. <laughs> you know, you don't need to know. 
they're having a dinner, and this weird dude, I'm going to call him a weird dude. Okay. Shows up on the stage. Yeah. Knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. He's like in like one of those like Pirates of Panzan, yeah. like striped. <laughs> Marco Polo shirts. <laughs> Marco Polo shirts. He's very com- community theater, yes, like a mofo. Very. And he's like, gee whiz, <laughs> I'm here to see Captain Ethan. Is Captain Ethan here? I would like to speak to Captain Ethan. And she's like, uh, yeah, you can use my phone in the kitchen. She lets him in. Well, no, he has to use the the phone not because Captain Ethan, but because he has to speak to a different guy because Ethan says, no, I don't have your part, but if you talk to this guy, Sal, let's say. So can I use your phone? Yeah, can I I use your phone? Yeah. Jess follows him. He's like, here's my kitchen phone. And she's like, oh, are you from down east? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, born and raised in Bangor, Maine. Was it Bangor? Yeah. It was in Maine. It was like something like that. I think you said Bar Harbor, something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. something like that. But the, the yeah. point is he was from Maine. Mm-hmm. And so he says. So he says. <laughs> he leaves and Ethan and Jess have a real good laugh because mm-hmm. she says, oh, that wasn't a Pirates of Panzance guy. No. That was a spy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how did you figure that out? She's like, I asked him if he was from down east and he said he was from Maine. <laughs> And apparently, if you're in New England, Maine is being from Downies, which geographically, I don't get. I'm very confused by this. I don't understand. Now, maybe I don't want letters, though. Maybe if you're, like, Canadian down east If you're Canadian, if you're, like, in Prince Edward Island or, like, uh, not Nova Scotia. Yeah, but why would New Englanders from, like, Massachusetts or whatever be, like, oh, down east is Maine? Because that's more, like, up up north. It would be up east, like, northeast. Northeast. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm not sure why it's called Down East. Comp- compasses. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's some, like, really old traditional way of speaking. Slang, yeah. yeah. It, but, but this guy obviously didn't know it. Yeah. And so they busted him. Obviously. Why would he know this? Yeah. What a weird thing to well, say. Well, you're going to be a spy, I think you should know about, like, kind of like the local customs and, and slang. I mean, if you want to be successful, I guess it was hubris again. Mm. Maybe it was like, no, it's just a dumb old captain. Mystery writer. Mystery writer. They're not going to know. I just have to show up here, sing, <laughs> three little schools, girls from school, Lowie. <laughs> Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> He is not the model of a major. No, he's not. Modern major general. Deloise and Amos show up. Amos. Amos. (laughs) Deloise and Amos show up. They have a warrant to search Jessica's house, and she's Mm -hmm. like, "Why are you here?" And Jessica, at this point, I would like to point out, is a fantastic liar. Oh yeah. She has been lying for about. 20 minutes of this 40-minute show at this point. Like, she's just lying to everyone. Mm -hmm. And not nary a tick. Like, don't play chess, or don't play, what is the game? Poker. Poker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play chess. (laughs) Don't play chess with Jess. Don't play anything with Jess. She's a good liar. (laughs) And Deloise says, well, we've already checked Leo's house. Mm -hmm. We're checking your house now because the protester checks out. Mm-hmm. We find out she climbed in through that open window that she saw mm-hmm. when she was banging around outside. She went into the room wherever it went. It was like a music room or something. She went in there and she saw Leo mm-hmm. in there shoving driver's costumes into like a viola case. And a governess outfit. In a governess outfit. <laughs> Jane Eyre and her driver. Yes. This kind of clears her a bit. Mm-hmm. It also makes Alex the prime suspect again. It's like, yeah. okay, now we have proof. We have proof that Leo's somehow involved. Mm-hmm. And since you were his date, right. I'm kind of thinking of you. Like they have like a weird moment where Deloise is like finally like drops the charade a little bit. Mm. Where he's like, Don't screw with me. <laughs> like, I know I seem like a funny, a funny dumb yeah. Deloise type character right now, but it really... My gentle manner only goes so far. My gentle manner only goes so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> okay. Can we move on, please? So, Leo walks in mm-hmm. in a fantastic pink bow tie. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, he walks in and he confesses to the murder. Yeah. And Jess is like, that's ridiculous. You did not murder this person. And he's like... I'm going to confess to it anyway. And yeah, Deloise is and like... and Alexander and Natalia had nothing to do with it, so you should leave them alone. You should leave them alone. And Deloise is like, of course I don't believe that you murdered... I know but I want did. him arrested anyway for obstructing justice. Jess calls Iriana. Irina. Whatever. <laughs> okay, but before she does that, okay. and I, and I want to 
bring this up. Okay. So the FBI agent who was sent there to spy on him, the Pirates of Penzance guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's on this boat listening to whatever telephone call she makes. Right. The boat is called Tally Ho 2. Ooh. Yeah, another tally ho. So we've had it mills and now tally hoes. And we know that boat is going to sink because that's the last thing you say before you die. Yeah. So why on earth would you name that on your boat? Because you already know there's a tally ho one that sank to the bottom of (laughs) Cabot Cove. Yeah, why is this two? (laughs) I felt the need to bring up the two. You know what? Thank God you brought that up. (laughs) Because what happened to tally ho one? One. That's what I want to know. Morgana knows. She's Morgana always knows. She's the only one who knows. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. Jess calls Boston. She gets Irina. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she tells Irina. Irina <laughs> that Nate. Burkus. Burkus. <laughs> that Natalie called. Uh-huh. No, that Alex called. I'm sorry. Alex okay. called her and said, hey, she wants you to know Natalie and I are safe. Also, here's some Russian. In Russian, it means I will love you always. Yes. Arena. Arena, congratulations. Arena <laughs> is like, oh my God. He's still in love with He's me. He's still in love with me. Instead of his sister. So she, <laughs> instead of his sister. So, that whole triangle was weird. And Jess is like, did you understand what I said? She's like, oh. Got it loud and clear, yeah. Jess. I'm going to defect to America. Mm-hmm. Jess is like, well, you might want to grab Skip. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie McPurvo, get him to drive you up here. Yeah. The next day, well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so Skip drives Irina mm-hmm. to Jess's house, middle of the night. Mm-hmm. He calls Jess a busybody dame. Which is crazy. It's 1984. Was anyone calling anyone dames in 1984? I'm not sure. Broad. I'm not sure. I think I should be called a dame. I guess dame's not as derogatory as I thought it was. Because it's more of like a Lord, lady title. Uh, yeah, it's like a sir. You... But I think the way he was using it was bad. Definitely. Like from the 20s. This dame here. This, this dame. You that know. Broad. Like, yeah. yeah. It, I think it would Skip be cool has no idea what's going on. Skip, Skip is once he's another person. He's just being like dragged along. Another innocent person. Stevie McPurvo. I mean, he's a terrible person, but he's an innocent, terrible person. Uh, he's an innocent, terrible. He deserves his karma. Does he deserve to get arrested for yes international crimes? Yes. Okay, probably he does. He did something. <laughs> I'm sure he did something. He's gross. You know, if you're coming on that strong, to God a dancer, has a long member, memory. <laughs> I'm sure he remembers. Something if you're coming he did. on that strong to someone in this episode, you've done something He's else. Do- you know, you know, you know, you, know, you got some karma it. coming your he way. Does. He deserves anything yeah. that comes to him. Yeah. Arena says, "Oh, I'm gonna defect too. What a great day for all of us." <laughs> Jess is like, okay, I just need to make a phone call really quick. And Skip is like, well, there's a phone right there. And Jess, I love this line. Yeah. What, what did she say? She goes, oh, no, I'm not using that one. That one's not bugged. <laughs> that one's not bugged. I got to get to the bugged phone. Yeah. So she calls Ethan and she says, like, and, and she does a little play acting herself. She's like, the coast is clear. The dove has <laughs> left the nest. Take Alex and Natalie to your boat. <laughs> So the FBI agents yeah, like a minute in. seconds later yeah. they come charging in and they're like, "Uh, we got you now." Jess says, "Yeah, well, they're not here." No. That was all a ruse. Don't try to bug my phone, you dorks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually on their way to Portland about to go to the consulate mm-hmm. and claim refugee status. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. Oh, but you might want to know. Arena killed KGB. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's his Sergei. name? Sergey. Sergey. She killed Sergey, and Arena's like, no, 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 it was Skippy McPurvo who did it. And Skip's like, whoa, I just wanted to get laid. Like, what's going on? I don't know. She says that Skippy McPurvo was so jealous of the attention that Sergey Mm -hmm. gave her that they got into a fight Mm -hmm. and that he stabbed him. And she's like, no, 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 that's not true. She's like, and anyway, I want to be with Alex because he loves me. Yeah. That message you said to me in Russian means I will love you always. And Jess is like, I'm sorry. He didn't say that. I did. I made it up just to get you up here. Just to mess with just you. Just to, like, rip your heart, heart. from your chest and squeeze it I just into wanted the blood. To, I wanted to see the fingers. disappointment in your face. <laughs> like, when you realize that the man you love 
doesn't care about you at all. I love how mean she is to her, and then at the end she's like, but be gentle with her, Amos. Well, well, well yeah. But... And I want to get to that, because that's a good point. I wanted to get to that. But, um, she, yeah, she says she didn't say that, mm-hmm. and Arena confesses to the whole thing and says, yeah, yeah, I murdered... And this is where, this is actually convoluted, though. Well, no, it's not, because she did the same thing that Jessica accused Huge. KGB Dom DeLuise of doing. Which we said is a convoluted plan. Yeah. Though. So, basically, she knew that they were going to defect mm-hmm. and to keep the, her lover mm-hmm. near her she murdered a person and framed him for the murder yeah. so he wouldn't ever be allowed to leave Russia and yeah. would be stuck with her yeah forever yeah and I'm like that doesn't seem like a really good that's not a good relationship Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. how can you trust someone to get she, she just wanted to implicate her crush basically <laughs> so she confesses and she's like I guess I'm going back to Russia now mm-hmm live in the gulags <laughs> and Jess is like no actually because Dom DeLuise <laughs> comedian does not have jurisdiction here yeah you murdered someone on American soil Amos has jurisdiction yeah. Amos arrest her but be gentle but be gentle and this was crazy to me and it, and I don't understand I understand like the the Russian if you've seen a movie from the 80s <laughs> you understand America and Russia didn't like each other <laughs> Essentially, the show is saying it's better to be arrested in America for murder <laughs> than, than be sent back to go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're probably going to go to jail for the rest of your life, but it will be a paradise <laughs> compared to what would happen to you over there. Which I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong either. But the, yeah, I just thought it was crazy that it was like, oh, no, jail is way better than Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone leaves and leaves Deloise with Jess. And again, this show is really hammering home America number one. Yeah. Because she tells DeLuise, she's like, why didn't you catch them? You could have caught them. Because mm-hmm. he was smart. And he yeah. probably knew a lot of this. He already knew they were on their way to Portland. He knew they were on their way to Portland. Yeah. And, and she's like, why didn't you stop them? And he's like, nah, let them have their freedom. Yeah. And he specifically uses the word freedom. Yeah. And so then Jess says, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. Don't you ever want your freedom? And he says, as a as an employee of the <laughs> Russian state, I can't really answer that question. But sure, that sounds pretty pretty great. And I can hang Jeez. out with you, Jess. And he's like, how's the fishing around here? Very wistfully. Like, how's the fishing? And she's like, this is Cabot Cove, mother effer. <laughs> the fishing is incredible. <laughs> Do you like scrod? We got scrod. And we have a lot of cod, too. Yeah, cod and scrod. Mm. And, she, and, and clam chatter. Clam chatter. And she's like, you know. And lobsters. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe you should stick around for a couple of days mm-hmm. and check out the fishing. And he tells her kind of days have a way of, of turning, turning into, into years. years. Yeah. So essentially, I'm never going to want to go back to Russia if I don't leave now. Because apparently living in Russia is like living in a prison constantly. It, it, in 1984, apparently it was. So, so. according to... American television programmers <laughs> and writers. Which you can't really trust. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just saying, like, it's very rah-rah. America. Reaganomics. Like, yeah. it's very yeah uh, that kind of thing. And um, that's pretty much where the, the episode ends. I did want to say, I kind of, did you, did you like her relationship with Dom DeLuise? I thought it was weird. You did? Yeah. I kind of liked it. You liked it? I th- I felt probably more chemistry. I def- I certainly felt more chemistry with them <laughs> than I did with Alex and Natalia. I swear they were related. Because, like, yeah, where I found out <laughs> that they were not brother and sister yeah. was at the end of... When Arena uh, was talking when about... When Arena starts him. talking about, like, right, I right. loved him. And they're like, yeah, but he fell in love with Natalia. Like, yeah. they used to date, but he fell in love with Natalia and left you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, <laughs> didn't catch that at all. <laughs> Did not get that vibe from them. <laughs> so, so, yeah, maybe that's why. I just, it was the only, like, real relationship going on in this episode. I liked, there was, like, a weird mutual respect going mm-hmm. on. He wasn't played as a joke. Right. Really. Right. He was played as being intelligent mm-hmm. and... Uh, her equal in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I like that. And I think, you know, if he had stuck around for a couple of days, they might have saw how weird things... Uh... And no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I did not get that vibe at all. I got that she was making another friend like Ethan or like Amos. Well, yeah. 
She likes to have her. Yeah, her, she she likes her he room. Her he room. <laughs> so, but um, that leads us to the big question. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the episode? Well, discovering that this was Ethan's last episode, it made me really sad. Yeah. Because like he did really good in this, I thought. Yeah, I thought he's a crotchety old codger. Yeah. And and he really brought something like homemade to it. I, yeah. I wonder if they just felt like he and Amos were too much of, like, the same... They were too crotchety. They're, yeah, it was too, <laughs> well, two crotchety white men. Yeah. Well, they they bring in another crotchety old white man. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I think Amos eventually leaves, too. They they always... They have a revolving door of r- crotchety, crotchety old, old men, men <laughs> coming through. But I feel like... I think maybe what it came down to is we have two white guys here who are both crotchety old men. Mm-hmm. But one of them is a police officer, and one of them is a sea captain. Uh. And I think Ethan became, like, the Aquaman right. of, of the show. <laughs> like, if there wasn't a fjord or, like, something nautical going on, they couldn't really use him. Right. And like, No, wait. This couldn't be his last episode. Because there's a, there's a storm episode. No, we already did that one ages ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. My timeline is all good. It's this head trauma. The head it trauma. Is, it is jarring everything in my brain. <laughs> I swear like, I feel it just floating around in there. Rattling around. It's just rattling around in there. I don't there. think it's rattling. I think it's like, like swashing Oh, around. that would explain the nausea. <laughs> <laughs> that and your close proximity to me. Oh, for truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, True words have never been spoken. But did you say did you say you liked the episode or not? I did because I I liked Ethan and I loved Amos being like oh I can spot a commie from a mile away. Those moments were really and, cute and, and yeah. we didn't really touch on them too much because they weren't really plot relevant. They really weren't. But like they were cute moments. I like the down home flavor that they brought. I always like it when it's in in Cabot Cove mm-hmm. and this was about 50-50 split between Boston and yeah. Cabot Cove I like the Cabot Cove stuff I like the quirky denizens mm-hmm. of Cabot Cove I like Ethan yeah. yeah when I found out this was his last episode I was like oh well that really stinks because he yeah. brought a special special kind of crotch <laughs> wow <laughs> wow <laughs> just wow <laughs> amazing how you can bring that in <laughs> amazing he, he brought a special kind of uh, flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already said it. Down home flavor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this proximity to you is getting on me, to me too, I guess. <laughs> but you're but, having sympathy pains. But I don't know. Uh, overall, though, as an episode, mm-hmm. I don't know if I liked it that much. I thought it was mm. fine as an episode. Uh, yeah. I think I like it more because of the Ethan thing, right? Than I do because it was an actual good episode. Now I'm not sure if I liked Jessica's quirks or if I didn't. She knew she was being bugged. She knew she was being followed. She can give everybody right. the slip. Like, ah, um, We're getting in a little bit almost like super powery. Yeah. Because we do like her, not just her, but like any character, mm-hmm. any fictional character. You like them. The, they have to be at least a little bit not perfect. Right. For them to ever be in any danger. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I like that or not. Because like if she's I'm, I'm always, kind of on the fence about it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you with that. It's almost too perfect. She's almost too clever. If you're that clever, then this would have taken you about an hour like a, you could oh, set. it does. It takes her forty minutes to figure out a murder. <laughs> but, but I mean, like she, every episode, including the murder itself, she could eat a big bowl of chili, sit on the toilet for forty-five <laughs> minutes, and be like, "I know who the murderer is," and be done. She just needs a good think. Like yeah. if she's that good, yeah, I want her to be good, mm-hmm. but like you don't want her to borderline be perfect. Yeah, because then she gets into a territory of just being holier than thou, and that's yeah. that's boring. Yeah, it's like because when she can say kind of like smart butt things mm-hmm. to you. You can accept them more because you see her as a human. Yeah. But when if she's like really a perfect being, mm-hmm. like this angelic figure that yeah. solves crimes while she's then she not starts ready, feeling a little bit more judgmental. It's more judgmental, more mm-hmm. preachy. I agree with that. That's a yeah. good point. That's really I didn't really think about that. So I'm not sure if I like her being that perfect. I don't think I do. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't remember any episodes. I feel after like this, so I don't remember. I feel like if they had just done one of those things, that yes. it would have been great. Yeah. But the fact they did both of them in the same episode within about 20 minutes. Yes. Kind of made me being like, well, why isn't she a spy? Yes, yes. And yeah. I know of the two, the only one that really was helpful to anything was the phone bug. So I had to yeah. the phone bugging thing mm-hmm. because she figured it out in a clever way. Yeah. 
So it's it's not like she like had some kind of technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. She just knew this guy's not who he says he was. He yeah. wanted to use my phone, so obviously my phone because has been she bugged. can read people really well. Right with the following thing that doesn't go anywhere. No, it doesn't. It's just to show off, like yeah, yeah. She keeps like, giving the Russians the slip. Like they really are trying to like almost portray the episode as having like a chess match between mm-hmm. her and Dom de Louise. Yeah, but that doesn't really pay off because mm-hmm. they're more allies than yeah. adversaries. Yeah. Like, if you're watching, like, The Man from Uncle, where you have two characters trying mm-hmm. to one-up each other constantly, mm-hmm. that's what it was. But I'm like, but he wasn't really trying to one-up her ever, no. so it didn't forward the plot. No. It just kind of made her look too perfect. Yeah. And, like, if she's not perfect, what are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. there's no mystery if she can just figure it out. Yeah. So. I yeah. agree. Anyway. <laughs> my voice is going. Oh, wow. <clears throat> We've been talking too long. Much. We're going to talk way too long. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get us. Twitter's always a great place. <laughs> Magnum at Magnum Shirot. At Magnum Shirot. Or you can always get us on uh, Gmail, mm-hmm. which is? Magnum at gmail.com. Thank you. You're welcome. And We're partners in this, honey. We're partners. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. We're not adversaries. We're allies. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I guess we'll find <laughs> out when you fall asleep tonight. <laughs> oh, by the way, that reminds me. I'm cooking today. Is it that apple sauce I so much? Anyway, <laughs> we're dumb. Love y'all. Have a great week. Bye. My head really does hurt. <laughs>